I want to invite you now into our pairing and sharing time. Um, it has been the case during Advent. Uh, you'll notice each time in the call to worship during Advent as we lit the candle, it's invited us to do some sharing with each other right there, but we've never stopped to do that. That's because you have you can do that during the pairing and sharing time. So you have a bunch of options of what to talk about. Um, and uh, it, so if, if I go back and read that part, let us light the fourth candle of Advent, a candle of love. In its light, let us think about our world, about wherever our God is longing to be born, in peace and joy and freedom and in wholeness. So with that context, in a few words, share, let's share those places in our lives with each other. So if you want to do that sharing, you may, for sure. Um, but I also added a couple questions under the pairing and sharing. So, uh, I don't know if this will seem weird to you or whatever, but I think we don't think about this enough. Imagine yourself picking up the baby Jesus in the manger. What do you think that experience would be like for you? And, another possible question to reflect on, Emmanuel, which means God with us, in a body, God with us in a body, as a human person. Why is this important? Or not important? Why is it important that God with us came in a person of Jesus? So I invite you to find someone to pair with and... Uh, you could be a Christmas present to somebody, maybe a, a brand new thing to open up, maybe somebody you haven't paired with before, and so they can have a new gifted experience for today. Um, well, whoever you choose, take a few minutes, have some conversation, and we'll call you back. you to find a natural ending to your conversations and thank you Karen so um, it's really a highfalutin sermon title that I put in the bulletin today so I hope it didn't build expectations too high embodiment of the cosmic Christ and as I look out and see teachers and professor types and things like that this could be a whole semester you know but I'm just going to touch on a couple things today. Um, you know, we all love Luke, Gospel Luke, at this Christmas time. He tells the story of Jesus around his birth, and he, and he tells it so well, it's so relatable to us, um, that, that Jesus, who we can touch and maybe pick up, hopefully you had some conversation about what that experience would be like. Um, but we have that today connected also with this reading from the book of Hebrews in the New Testament that we don't read out of that often, which is a um, much different approach uh, than just telling stories. But we'll get into that in just a few minutes. A little different approach to what it means of Jesus entering into this world. Um, you know, as God spoke 
creation into being at the very beginning. So Christ breaks a barrier now and transforms our worldview by speaking into creation, by being born in Jesus, this Christ has, is transforming our view of everything. The embodiment of the cosmic Christ. So, if you went and took big theology classes, you would learn that there's a distinction between the Jesus of history and the Christ of faith. Because, although many people in the world don't know it, you know how they do those polls where you should know something and very few people know it um, on simple things? Christ is not the last name of Jesus. Jesus is the embodiment, one of the embodiments of this cosmic Christ that was part of speaking creation into, the, into being at the very beginning. Whereas the Jesus of history is one who walked this earth for 33 years, well, actually started out as a baby, so couldn't walk at the very beginning. But you could pick up that baby, right? And ended up learning how to walk, ending up taking a walk to the cross. When we look at the connection between this cosmic Christ and this embodiment in Jesus, um, it often makes us think about the distinctions of what's above us, what's in our midst, what's touchable, what's not touchable, what's separate, what is integrated within us, what is human, and what is divine. This, over the course of Christian history, have been the kind of distinctions that have been made. But today we have a presentation from both Luke and from the book of Hebrews that maybe gives us some other sort of insight uh, into all of this. Don't you just love the uh, Mary-Elizabeth encounter that happens here? Have you ever had an encounter like that? Um, where... They're both pregnant, of course, and, um, and uh, basically we're learning in this passage that there's a, there, there's a connection between John the Baptist, who Elizabeth is going to give birth to, and Jesus, who Mary's going to give birth to. And so, John the Baptist kind of jumps in the womb at the presence of Jesus. Now... My left brain wants to go to the fact of how do they know that? Did it really happen? Was John the Baptist in the womb conscious of this Jesus? But then there's another part of me that where we're open to something, where we experience something that is not explainable, where we experience something where I'm not sure I want to tell somebody else. They might think I'm a little bit off, you know? Have you ever had experiences like that in your life? But this is the part of the communication through story of how this Jesus is not going to be this God from above. This Jesus is going to be part of us. It's going to be affected 
by our presence in the midst. It is the embodiment is something that is affected be below the level of the brain. You know, when you do body work, part of what you do is get out of your head, right? Um, and you let some other kind of response come out of you that frees you and moves you and maybe changes you, maybe relieves stress, whatever it might do. And this story of Elizabeth and Mary with the two babies to be born is a story that's trying to help set the scene for us that this is not going to be any kind of birth and that the relationship that our God has with humanity, we're going to need to re-understand what that relationship is all about. And maybe we get a little bit of a hint of that in the Hebrews reading. I don't know how much you were paying attention right after the prelude music when Karen wonderfully came in, first word being consequently, nice big word. But listen to this and and just picture when this might have happened. Consequently, when Christ came in to the world, or entered is another word that could be used from the translation. So when Christ entered into the world, when was that? When was that? Because when he entered into the world, he said, what? What? Anybody of you have a newborn baby who spoke right away? No. He said, Sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sin offerings you have taken no pleasure. Now, this we'd have to go into our semester course to get all of this, but burnt offerings and sacrifices was something you did out there for the gods, and it kind of came into our faith um, at one time. And instead... What's being suggested here is that Christ showed us a new way. A new way to use our own bodies as part of this creation, as the sacrifice that's needed for the sake of the world. And Jesus would show us in his life and ministry and preaching and death and resurrection what that was all about. But it starts with the baby born in the manger. It starts with this divine presence that is touchable and that is not over and above but is with and emerges in our midst. And so in, in the, the author of the Hebrews in own way is trying to make a similar point to what Luke was making which was this is about an embodied presence. This is very connected sort of thing. This is not an out there sort of thing. You know? This is something that is part of within us and around us and very touchable for us. So then, the Hebrews reading ends with, and it is by God's will that we have been sacrificed through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. So one way to look at Christmas is that Jesus came and emerged in our midst as an embodiment of what divine presence is. 
and showing us how we can live in that presence and we can be that presence with our bodies to one another as well. So most of us, I think, if you grew up learning about Christmas and Jesus Christ being born into the world, how many of us have a picture of somehow, we're not sure exactly how this happened, that some decision happened up there in heaven to send, for the Father to send His Son and worked out a plan where Mary would be the one and an angel is sent and somehow something different happened but something the same happened and that happens in every birth and Jesus is born but Jesus really came from up there. Right? But there's other ways to view this. If you take these readings talking about the embodiment, I image that the divine presence of God's love was spoken into being at the very beginning of creation, was part of all the love and creation forces that are in our midst, and out of that was born in body the fullness of that love the full touchable example of what that love is about, including a love that is willing to sacrifice with the body for the sake of love. Right? Now you can take whatever image you want, but I just want to offer you another image because I don't see a Jesus coming down from the heavens. I see a Jesus emerging out of the love creation. And I think there's some clues to that in these two readings today, in the stressing the importance of the body. And it is by God's will that we have been sanctified through the offering of the body. Right? Now, there's many different spiritual traditions through history, and some spiritual traditions have said to, to, to be with God, you have to separate from your body. But this Jesus is showing us that there is another way, that there's an integrated way, that we are present, God is present with us, we are present to one another, God's love flows through us and flows through our bodies. Right? So, if you take an image like that and you imagine walking to the manger and picking up this little example of the embodiment of divine love in our midst. That might change your perspective, maybe of what most of us grew up with about what divine love is about. We, we think, I hope I can live up to that measure of God's love, right? I've got to get better, I've got to improve it. No, it all starts with understanding the sanctification, the holiness that there is. That's what sanctification means in the body and in the embodiment of love. And Jesus, if you're going to follow Jesus, will show us and teach us the many ways that divine love can be embodied in us, in me, in you, in us together as a church. And it all begins with this simple birth in a manger. So consider this Christmas, what your approach to Christmas is all about. 
do you see a new possibility to learn, to see, to experience the love of God in our midst? And do you see possibilities of how you can consider Christmas as we come for Christmas Eve tomorrow and Christmas Day right after that, that you can see the power and the wonder without turning it into an otherly thing. Jesus is not meant to be an otherly thing. The reason Jesus came in the midst of this wonderful creation was to show us how touchable and how possible this love of God is in our lives and how we can grow into it. First, needing others' help, then crawling, and then walking, and then being strong and be willing for our bodies to be the sacrifice when they need to be, and to celebrate in our bodies, and in the wonder of everything in our makeups, God's love in our midst. So I hope you all have a blessed Christmas. I all hope you see a new gift in this Christmas, a new opening in this baby Jesus to a new birth and a new possibility in your lives for your sanctification and for the wonder of our creation. Amen.